Hey everyone and welcome to the Thrive Mind Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Millwood. In this podcast, we'll dive into all things mental health from a holistic perspective. My guests and me will share our wealth of knowledge from vast experiences to provide you all you need to thrive in a world where most only survive. Don't forget to leave a five-star review or share the episodes. We hope you enjoy the show. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode number four of the Thrive Mind podcast. Today on the show, I have an amazing conversation with Jacintha Field. She is a lifestyle coach uh, using the methodologies of the Integrative Institute of Nutrition, as well as a meditation teacher and an all-round amazing human being. It was such a beautiful chance to sit down with a fellow parent and discuss some of the challenges that we faced through lockdown, through this year of 2020, and also the just the journey of mental health and going from those places of survival uh, and how we've come out the other side. We dive into things including her journey of sobriety. We dive into different techniques around parenting um, and so much more. I hope you guys get a heap out of this. Uh, be sure to as I say in the intro, to share it, to leave a review, all these different things that just help get this out there to the people that will really benefit from it. I hope that you all benefit from this conversation. I know I sure did. If you want to check her out on social media or you want to get in contact with her, you can find her at Jacintha, which is J-A-C-I-N-T-H-F-I-E-L-D on Instagram. And that's probably the best way to connect to her and get to everything from there. Otherwise, guys, enjoy the show and we will talk to you after. Jacintha, thank you very much for joining us on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad to be here. So to get everything started, I always like to allow you to give a bit of an origin story and kind of just, I guess, explain the, the journey that you've been on be it from the, uh, you know, becoming conscious parent and the process of that, as well as all the other parts of your now becoming a holistic lifestyle coach sort of journey, uh, how you've got there and sort of some of the challenges and everything you faced along the way. Yeah, I think challenges is probably the best word, the best word for it. Um, so I was always like a kind of a happy little girl and I just, um, I never really felt like I fit in when I was younger. I always felt I was a little bit different to people and I was on a different path. So I think when I, going through my younger years, I feel that I just, I disconnected from myself a little bit. I disconnected from who I was meant to be and I kind of just went into this realm of fitting in. And when I was 17 at school, I met this dashing, beautiful man who actually introduced me to the party scene. And then it was kind of a, a life of destruction for about 10 years after that. Like, you know, it was fun. I had an absolute ball. I met so many great people and it was just so much fun. But I just drank a lot and partied a lot. And I was never kind of on that path before. And every Sunday morning I'd wake up and have a hangover and be like, this is not the life that I want. But then come Thursday, I'd do it all again and I'd do it all again and I'd do it all again. You know, it was so much fun, but the hangovers for me, 
were um, awful. I got to have a hangover for five days. And as the years went on, they just got worse and worse and worse. And it got to a stage of me having, going out for dinner and having like two glasses of wine, driving home and not even remembering how I got home. Like that's, you know, it got to a stage of just going, wow, this is not good. Um, And yeah, so I just, then um, I just made a decision that I didn't want to drink anymore. And it was, it was, it was a decision that I needed to make for myself. I was never, you know, out of control or anything like that. Well, actually, there's a certainly time <laughs> <I> was. <laughs> there's absolutely times that I was, but, I mean, I wasn't <laughs> stupid, you know. Like, I always yeah. felt like at the time I was in control, but it just, it didn't agree with me. Like, I, I would throw up a lot if I drink. Like, so my body is just rejecting it. And at the time, I was like, ah, ha, ha, I, I, you know, I got drunk and I threw up and thought it was the funniest thing in the world. And it's not until you become in tune with your body that you realise, actually, this is my body rejecting something that's not supposed to go there. So I, I made a decision to quit drinking. I started to slow down just before I became pregnant. So I, I became pregnant in... 2013 and you know that was a perfect excuse for me just to stop you know so stop drinking and so you know nine months you have a baby and then I was breastfeeding him I think for 11 months and then I tried a couple of times to go back to my drinking ways I probably had about five nights during that I think I went away to Bali for a wedding during that time but I didn't I wasn't out a lot it was just kind of those those nights, I remember going to a girlfriend's 30th and having an absolute ball, but the next day my hangover was just awful. Um, so I just quit. Like I just kind of said, oh, there was, sorry, there was one night where I went out on a date night and oh, it was, I, I kind of, after not drinking for 18 months or however long it was, tried to go back to my old self. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, that's a very, very familiar story for me. The exact same thing. Yeah, and it's um, it's not pleasant, you know, that I, yeah, I, um, I had to pull over the cab, the Uber on the way home, and, yeah, it was just not nice. The next day I had KFC Maccas, like five kilos of chocolate, and <laughs> I didn't feel so good. And then I had a hangover for five days. And as a mum, I love being a mother. Like it is the most precious gift that I've ever been given. And ever since I was a little girl, I always knew that I wanted to be a mum. And I think during that time, those five days of that hangover, I just said, this is not the mother that I want to be. I don't want to be this mother. I don't want to be sick on a Sunday with my son and him seeing me in this state. It's just not, not the person that I want to be. And I just said, I quit. And everyone around me laughed and joked and blah, ha, ha, whatever, sure you do, blah, blah, blah. But I knew, I was like, no, that's it, I'm done. And I made the decision for me. I didn't make it for anyone else. And for a little while I had to kind of lie to people about it or you know oh no I'm driving no I'm not having a drink because of this or I'm doing dry July or I'm doing this because it wasn't socially acceptable for for me not to drink especially in Australia it's like it's every occasion must be yeah, yeah around a beer or the wine or whatever it is yeah it's the Australian culture where we're just we're kind of almost I don't want to use the word forced, but encouraged to drink um, because that's the Australian way, you know, the Aussie barbecue with VB. Yeah, and it's it's almost ingrained into us from the, like, depression and stuff like that. that Yeah. 
it sort of started there and it's just carried on and we're just trying yeah. to not justify, but you know, if we keep it going and we kind of keep showing, it's not too bad. It's not too bad, but underneath yeah. there's a lot that that's there to be spoken for. Yeah, exactly. And it, yeah, it's just, it doesn't, drinking doesn't, we don't have to all drink if we don't want to. I, I, I don't judge anyone for drinking because my goodness, have I had a good time in my life? You know, there's so many party days, but for me, it, it doesn't agree with me. So it, there's no problems with other people drinking. Like I, I like, I laugh and joke with them because they're, they're having a ball and that's what they want to do. Um, I don't like the taste of alcohol at all. You know, I, people will say, I love a champagne or a beer or wine. I don't love a champagne or beer or wine. And if I did, maybe I would still drink, but I don't. I would have to have like a massive cocktail filled with sugar and be like, oh, this is delicious because of the sugar content. So I just quit. And, yeah, it definitely wasn't accepted by a lot of people just because in my personal belief with all the work, it's been almost five years, uh, I trigger them. They don't trigger me. I'm happy for them. I'm I'm, I can very easily be out for dinner, be at a, even a nightclub, whatever it is, and not drink. And I'm totally fine with that. And I have no judgment towards anyone. But I think what it is is that I trigger other people. Yeah. And that's the hard part to get around. It's kind of like, well, actually, no, you know, we all live in a way that we want to. But the old me never could have done this. I didn't have the confidence in myself to be able to stand up for myself and kind of say, you know, this is not what I want to be doing. I'm totally okay with your lifestyle. But for me, this is what I know that I need need to do. And yes. so um, then I that just started my journey of, um, of wellness. I, I, I started many years before that kind of secretly. I went to like a meditation. <laughs> While I was kind of partying, I still went to this beautiful lady who got me to draw through meditation. But that really kicked in my wellness journey. Um, and then I started studying integrative nutrition to become a holistic health coach, uh, which is all about gut health. And I don't know about you, Tom, but once you start on this journey, it's very hard to get off. You know, if you stop drinking, you can't go back to it. If you start eating healthy, it's very hard to, to not, eat, not, not eat so healthy. But with me, it's also like a pendulum. My pendulum went way too far. I was like, I need to do all the healthy things and I need to be perfect and this needs to be this and this, needs, you know, sustainability. And I almost went too, too much so, you know, and over time um, I've had to find that middle pendulum to kind of the balance, exactly that balance that works. So, um, yeah, so then, yeah, so then I just, I just, my whole life has been about my baby boy. Like he's my little savior. He's such an incredible incredible little angel so um yeah he just started prep this year which is uh COVID 2020 horrible <laughs> time to be horrible time to be starting prep but yeah yeah it's, so. it's interesting you like even just you explaining the that moment of having the hangover and realizing like how it affect like how it affects or it affected your parenting I I had the exact same thing, but for me, it was like the depth of my depression. If we could basically working commercial as an electrician, just the bullying and everything had gotten rampant for me. I had to smoke weed every single night just to stop that fight or flight response. And I remember like standing there with my daughter holding her, she would have been a couple of months old. And I just had that, like there was this 
dark weight behind me and it was like you've got two options to go you know to go down right now and one is a really it's not a nice path and the other one you know who knows where it's going to lead but it's not down there and that was the exact same thing of that trigger for me of okay let's start to find a solution excuse me let's start to find a solution and not just you know be better for my kids but be better for myself and exactly that, that it then it's like with that as kind of the anchor point there's it's it is very hard to look back like I've you know, I've had a bucks party here or there and you're like, all right, cool. No, it's all right. Like I'll, I'll align things. And just like you say, sort of getting back into that space as much as you kind of can have a bit of fun. The, the amount of time afterwards that you're paying for it, it's like, geez, was that like, was it really worth it? And how compared to say, if I was there sober, still enjoying it just as much, because I th- it's almost like you're saying where it triggers people it's like they think that if you're not drinking, you're not having fun, so they can't have fun, so you need to have the drink. And it's like, no, no, no. They all want you to be on the same wavelength. Yeah. yeah. It's like, no, 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 I can I can mm-hmm. be just as crazy as you if you want. Like, I'll, <laughs> I, don't, I don't need alcohol to, to have that much of a good time to get up and dance. It's, it's all sweet. Like, I mean, even I know for, like, especially in Australia with the sort of culture where we've pushed the TAC and – you know, you have a designated driver, even that for me, stepping into that place, winding down my drinking was a challenge for people being able to say, no, I'm the driver. And they'll go, no, 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 don't worry about it. Just, just have another drink and it's fine. We won't worry about it. Catch an Uber. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, I'm quite happy to have that just one beer or two beers and enjoy the taste of it, not have it as a way to get as drunk as possible. But it's... Yeah, I mean, I think it really does just hit that point where it's like, what are you trading? And to the same degree where the pendulum swings, it's like you hit that point of diminishing returns with how hard you're sort of striving because it just isn't congruent with, you know, be it financially being affordable or, you know, just how much pressure you put on yourself that then it's like, okay, cool, let's swing it back to where I can eat healthy food, but maybe I'm not going you know, I can't afford to have everything organic because it just, you know, it's too much or, or whatever it is. I'd love to know sort of with the integrated nutrition, what, when you're looking at someone's diet and how that affects them, how much is it a, a balance between that finding what's sort of right, I guess, for their body, but then also what's right for their, their setting, their, you know, what sets them alight like you get somebody who shouldn't be having hot food but they're like but i love chili i love you know i love spices how does that sort of play for you when you're looking at that for somebody so integrate integrative nutrition it's all about bioindividuality so everyone's different so quite often we'll go to a practitioner which is why i love this course so much and they will give you kind of your stock standard responses to people and i don't agree with that um everybody is different every literally everybody is different and we all affect in different ways. So, and I've learned that over time. I've tried like every diet out there over, over the years, well before I studied integrative nutrition. So food's always been very powerful for me. I've known for a very long time that I'm gluten intolerant, you know, can't have pastas, can't have breads. And I just didn't have those foods. And I don't want people not to be able to eat certain things that they want. I want to be able to give them a substitute. 
So with Axel, I got intolerance tests for him. So I think that doing the intolerance tests, and this is what you're talking about, what what's good for the body as what they can't tolerate. Getting intolerance tests done, there's a gut DNA test that you can do as well that will teach you about your body and the actual scientific evidence and proof behind it to show you what's working and not, not what's working. So when it comes to the elimination diet you can do yourself, it's really challenging. Like you can you can just live on kind of, you know, certain vegetables for a little while and then start incorporating things in. It takes a long time to get there. I, I can tell you that, you know, and there's certain foods that I've tried to do that with and I haven't been able to get there. So it's just really nice to be able to have these in, these tests that can kind of go, well, yeah, this is why this is doing this and this and this. So it's um, about our gut microbiome. So our gut microbiome is like a fly screen. So every time we do something that we know is not good for us, whether that's my thing, sugar, I'm obsessed with sugar. If I'm going through an emotional wreck, I eat a lot of sugar. Um, you know, I don't drink, party, do any of that, but I do eat sugar. <laughs> and so every time I know that I'm having too much sugar, my fly screen is getting holes in it. Yeah. And so what we're trying to have to do is repair that. And with my clients, what I personally believe, what the studies like Dr. Mark Hyman, he's one of my favorite um, favorite uh, mentors, I guess you could say, and it all starts in the gut. Our gut is our second brain. So with clients, that's where we start. We start in the gut. Yeah. So we have to heal all the damage that we've done over the years, and I've got a lot of damage that I'm still healing. Um <laughs> So it's, yeah, it's about like fixing our gut first and foremost and then working out through intolerance tests and different avenues what works for what with different person. It's a, pro- it's a process. You know, you can't just come to one or two sessions and go, oh, I'm all fixed. It's kind yes. of saying, does this work for you? Does this not work for you? Another thing with, um, with holistic health coach uh, being, you know, integrated nutrition, it's not just about diet. People come in and go, oh, great, you know, I want to lose some weight. It's never about the weight. It's always about the emotions behind the weight. And that's what I study so much is is the emotions, is where we're keeping things in our body, how we can release them, um, how can we process things through things, why are we triggered by this certain person, why are we triggered by this certain experience. And quite often, you know, if you, you can eat all the kale in the world, but if you're in a, if you're in a shit relationship, that's not going anywhere. You know, if your finances aren't intact, you're not going to be whole and complete. Um, it's, it's working out every layer of your, of your being and ensuring that every box is ticked. Are you having enough fun in your life? Like where's all the joy gone? Where's all that, you know, people just go, let's go out for a drink. And that's kind of our joy now for me. I love like going indoor surfing. There's a place in Melbourne that they do it. Mm. Um, you know, that I indoor skydiving, sorry, indoor skydiving. There's a place, Urban Surf, which I take my son okay. to. It's like going in Bora Bora. <laughs> I, I love dancing with him and having fun and laughing and joking. And people need, you know, get back to nature as much as possible. And yeah, it's, it's a whole package, really. It's not just about the diet, although that's that's what people think that it is. If I lose weight, I'll be happy. If I do this, I'll be happy. If I have this car, I'll be happy. If I move here, I'll be happy. That's not going to make you happy. It's In the interim, it is, but you've got to find your in level of happiness. And I've just gone through a, a separation, and, you know, it's the hardest thing that I've ever had to do in my entire life, but it has made me 
so much stronger and has built so many levels of emotional resilience within me. And that's because for every day for a year, I've worked on that. Yeah. And it's, it's the consistency that we have as human beings. It's we need to be consistent with whatever we're doing in life. Um, you know, making a decision for yourself, whatever that might be, it's different for everybody. It's just making that commitment to yourself. And that is the highest act of self-love is doing something for you, even if it's going to um, put other people out in some respect, it's make, it's just putting yourself first as a mother. I need to put me, and I say this to Axel, I need to put me before anyone else because if my cup's not lit up, I'm not going to be the best mother I can be to him. And I always say to him, exactly. And I always say to him, you know, put yourself first. And if he says, I, I, you know, whatever about love, and I'll say you love yourself first and then you love others after that because he needs to get that level of self-love for himself because he... Yeah, I mean, I wish I had known a lot of the things that I know now as a child and I've been blessed with the gift that I that I do have a child to be able to teach him the beautiful lessons that I've learned over time the, the hard way. <laughs> 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 You've got to go through suffering to get through pain to kind of come through the other side and it's um it's that adversity building your resilience to kind of knock back adversity. So, yeah. yeah. It's definitely yeah. The, the catalyst that um that takes what is kind of a subconscious or out in the, you know, the superconscious into your consciousness of like, oh, this is something that I can improve on or this is, yeah, something that I'm not willing to go on suffering through and as a result yeah. I'm going to, you know, make whatever change it is. It's something mm. I think, especially with um, with the, like you're explaining with the, I could take it in so many different directions, but <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, as you said, I guess, you know, to kind of, as best I can wrap it up in a nice little package that, you know, you look at it, it's like, okay, the gut provides the hormones that then allows you to feel good, feel bad or otherwise. So you could be depressed because of whatever situation in your life, but because you're not mm-hmm. eating well, your body is literally not producing the hormones to make you feel mm-hmm. well enough because, you know, you are emotionally in a state where you're in fight or flight or you're not letting yourself relax, your body isn't actually getting rest as a result. It's holding on to extra fat or, you know, just, you know, a trauma that comes up and you get that cushioning to kind of protect yourself and your body to say, I want to protect me from this scary outside world. It's, I, you know, it's, excuse me, it ties back perfectly into into what you're saying about with, with drinking where it's like you go out and you have a drink, but that's sedating, you know, if that's somebody a hundred percent of what it is. Yeah, yeah. If you take an opioid, you're not getting rest. You're like, if you take an opioid, you don't have the memory retention that you get from a good night's sleep because your body doesn't actually get into those modes of deep sleep. You've just knocked yourself out unconscious. You may as well have hit yourself with a hammer. And it's, yeah. it's actually not, even the drinking so much, it's sleep deprivation because I've stopped drinking. And I, if I go out to say midnight, one o'clock in the morning, I'm knackered, like knackered. My brain does not function mm. it at all. Like it's, it's just not there. So it's, sure. it's a, com- if you have a combination of both, you know, you're just out of whack and it takes days to recover. And 
it's exactly what you just said then is I was running from my feelings and emotions and my traumas and things that have happened to me in my life. And that's why I drank. And that's when I knew when I got to that, that level, I knew that that's why that, that was a problem because I was drinking to escape. And when you're drinking to escape, that's an issue. If you're drinking to have fun, different story. But if you know deep down that there's stuff that you haven't dealt with in your life that you need to deal with, and we all have it, we've all had a lot of stuff happen in life, you know, it could even be a comment that somebody made in primary school that you've held on to. You know, <laughs> yeah. I've said, my teachers have told me things, like my teacher, um, my year 11 teacher told me that I'd never amount to anything in English. I've had articles printed all over the world, so thanks so much. <laughs> but, you know, that was a belief that I held on to for many years until I deciphered that. And it's going back and it's doing the work. And, you know, people say, what does that mean, doing the work? It's going back and it's going through the different layers. And, you know, I've had Reiki, kinesiology. I've got a healers, you know, um, meditation. I Actually, today, great day. I just, um, I'm now qualified uh, meditation teacher, certified through Amazing. One Giant Mind. So, medita- thank you so much. It's very exciting. Johnny Pollard. He's next level. If you if you don't know who he is, please look him up. J O N I. Um, his his outlook on life and his knowledge when it comes to meditation is next level. And meditation has definitely changed me as a human being. And I now want to be able to give people the gift of what I was given um, to be able to teach them on their journey with with all of this because you know it's it's a lot. Like we're drinking, we're suppressing. You know, we're doing this with whatever it is we're suppressing and emotions are like tunnels. And so they need to come out. And so we've got to get them out. And that could be through shaking. I also do a daily sadhana practice through the Light Collective. And every morning we do a beautiful sadhana and it's just divine. And it's different every month. And there's a beautiful group of women that we do, but one of them is shaking and it's like literally just shaking everything out of your body. And when you first start it, you're like, okay, this is a bit weird. And then you're just like, this is amazing. You pump up the music and you just shake and you shake it all out for as long as you can. And that's when my beautiful son is having one of his mini tantrums. I just say, I go, stop, put the music on. And I said, let's shake it. Come on, let's shake it out. Let's shake it out. And just to get it out of him, you know? Yeah. It's, we don't need to suppress things. We're, we're coming in, although 2020 is a very strange year, it's also helping people to be able to deal with things that's going on because when you're stuck in a house, things are coming up for you and you're not knowing what to do with them. Oh, so much. It's, I mean, yeah. you know, especially, you know, from parent to parent, it's been that exact thing of oh, yeah. we're, at, we're at home. <laughs> we, we, we don't have work to go to. We don't have school to drop them off at. We mm-hmm. can't have sleepovers like we used to. There's all these things that kind of got stripped away, which were ways that we could have that break from dealing with, you know, the simmering emotion. It's like, oh, it's simmering. It's about to overflow. Mm-hmm. Chuck them at school or take them to Nana and Pa's. It was, mm-hmm. you know, do those things that all of a sudden you don't have that. No, and nothing. You are left there with it. And there's the two sides of it where like, yes, let's work on it. Let's find some things. But at the same time, like it's, it's been a crazy year. It's okay to have all mm-hmm. these emotions. I was, Abby, our daughter's actually having a bit of a challenge at the moment. She just had her tonsils out. So that adds to it, but she's had night terrors as it is sort of since she was mm. probably seven or eight months old. And hopefully this will sort of help it. But as we're still in the recovery phase, she's still getting 
there's enough pain that she can get triggered into them. Mm. And the thing that we've really come to is like, we've just got to let her as, as hard as it is when you've got a twin sister in the room next door that you're trying to keep asleep as well as the 10 month mm. old and the juggle of that, that it's like, it's okay because she's getting it out and mm-hmm. we get, you know, like we get frustrated as well, but mm-hmm. the next day there's no residual anger and knowing that concept of where the trauma is literally stored in your fascia, in your body, you know, like from every extreme of the, you know, of extreme traumas to mm-hmm. basic small things in the day that they can just store there and be it, you know, the shake out in the morning to read just as, you know, whatever's there ready to go. Or when you are in a challenging situation, it's like, no, no, this is okay. Like I'm, I actually had like, it's a, okay a, to feel. Yeah. Mm. And you're still loved regardless. It's like your yeah. love isn't based on you behaving a certain way or adhering to something, which I think so many of us are led to believe it's like, yeah, no, if you don't, act this way if you don't you know work in a certain kind of job if you don't partake in a certain activity or or even the opposite if you you know don't forgo partaking in a certain activity that you're not loved you know it was Mm. um Dax Shepard who just recently had a podcast about how he had had a relapse Mm. and him explaining where he came clean about it to his wife and I'm not sure the relation of the, the other lady but coming through and they're like no, no, it's all good. Like, we'll help you through it. And he's like, oh, I'm just, but I've stuffed up and I've, I've, you know, I've done wrong by you guys and it's horrible. And they're like, no, no, no. Like, we love you for you and this is fine. This Mm. is a part of the journey that we're on with you. And being able to allow that stuff to happen is where, yeah, it's like that gunk stops getting built up. And, you know, it's something that I kind of like to compare it to is it's like you've got a rake behind you that unless you give it a shake out every now mm-hmm. and then it's going to just keep dragging and you're going to drag it and it's it going is. to get heavier and heavier. And it's going to come up when you don't want it to. Yes. And especially yeah. when you add alcohol into the mix, it's going to come up mm. in the worst of times when mm. it's not supposed to. And it's, you know, it's the combination of letting things come through and as well as then being conscious enough in a way to start to, have those things or you know express those things in a way that doesn't you know create more karma create a, mm. you know a pain for somebody else which sometimes it is you know it's like your ego just wants to take a pot shot at someone <laughs> and you being able to notice it and i think that's you know a beautiful thing with meditation especially that mm. i've found is that it's like oh okay there's that thought it came and it went and i can acknowledge it's it like, I can work it's like it an ocean family. yeah yeah it's like an ocean things come and they go and you just got to let them go. And it's kind of, and that's, I've been very relaxed, reactive over my life. And in the last, you know, couple of years, especially the last 12 months, that's something I've really had to work on. And the more work I do, the less reactive I am. And there'll be a situation I'll be like, okay, cool. No problems. And it's whatever's coming up. It's just needs to be released. And it is just not having that judgment with yourself because we're so, judgmental towards ourselves and this is where self-love comes in it's you know self-love isn't selfish it's just giving yourself that love that that we need as human beings that we seek from validation and sources outside of ourselves you know it's it's putting ourselves first and our needs and wants and especially with children it's accepting and this is this is one thing that really has even in a relationship sense 
you know, if you're, this is a really big thing that uh, that I've kind of come to me in the last 12 months, but if a child does something, you don't hold on to it forever. You know, a child might steal a lollipop or do whatever, you know, you know, you know chuck a tantrum in a supermarket, whatever it is. And you don't hold on to that forever. But we hold on to it as humans with adults for a long time, whether that's with friendships, <laughs> whether that's in relationships. And it's, it's kind of allowing things to happen and kind of go, okay, that was your moment and it's okay. Yeah. We all have moments in life and we can't hold on to somebody's moment. You know, our parents, like our parents are doing the best that they could. We can't hold on to a moment. We need to process through it and let it go and kind of go, that was their moment. You know, mm. that's not who they are. That was a moment. And for me with my traumas especially, that's been really powerful for me to go, okay, I get it. I understand. Um, that's not who you are. Like, yeah, it's it's a it's a funny thing that we're allowed, to, we are, we're able to do it with children, but we're not really able to do it with adults so much. Yeah. I've, the, <laughs> the reason I laugh is there, <laughs> especially, you know, I'm, I'm one of four boys and the amount of things that you have from your childhood that it's like you've got there ready in your pocket that if something comes up with your parents, you're just like, oh, remember that yeah. time? Remember that yeah. time? And we just, it's a natural thing that we do as, you know, as children or otherwise, but mm. especially now <laughs> with kids, it's like, if I have a bad day, if I, you know, have mm. a day where just my patience isn't quite there, mm. it's exactly the way that I treat them when they lose their patience is the way that I hope that they'll come to see, you know, when I haven't had my best days, when there's, you know, if it's a day that I've had a really tough day at work and it's like, I just, mm. I don't have the same energy that I can. Like Isla is the biggest bag of beans that you'll ever meet. And she's just go, go, go from the second that she wakes up at five in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> it's like nonstop. <laughs> and it's like, even while she's going crazy, it's like, so what are we going to do today? What are we going to do tomorrow? There's, mm. there's never a stopping and it's being able to, yeah, it's, it's keep it's your energy a, levels high. Yeah. And have mm. that medicine for myself of like, I, you know, I'm not upset with them because they want that. And at the same time, when, when I'm in a space where hopefully, you know, they're looking back with me and it's like, yeah, we had some tough times. Mm. You're a human. I'm a human. It's, it's all our journey, but I know that like that it's, it's not that it's surface level stuff, but it's all just, it wasn't soul to soul that, you know, that mm. was you, the external circumstances that had just, you'd gotten attached to that day that it just, you know, tipped things over for you, but it's okay. And we can come back to love and come back to that place of complete love and acceptance for each other and live in full expression. And it's, it's important to have these conversations though. And it's important to have that open dialogue, even with children. Like if I have a bad day or I say something or I do something, I will straight away say to Axel, I'm really sorry that that was not okay. Like I, I overreacted there. I just needed a moment. I'm, I'm really tired. I've had a bad day, but I will actually apologize to him. And we have a mantra that we do, whether he has a little fight with a kid or with me or whatever it is. 
and we say, and it's a, um, it's a Kopernan mantra and it says, um, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. I'm sorry. Please. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. And I get him to look me directly in the eye and we do it as many times as we need to. And we sit down and we connect and I get him to do with this with his cousins or whoever else, if he's having a moment and then we just say, okay, it's gone. You know, that moment's released and it's gone. You know, are we okay? Is there any more that we need to talk about? Well, I'll get him. And this is a great one to do with your daughter um, is to get some paper and draw. We draw emotions. So I do little faces for him and I say, how are you feeling? And he said, I'm feeling sad or I'm feeling disappointed or I'm feeling happy. And I was getting to explain why. Okay, can you explain to me why you're feeling this way? Okay, because of this, this, this and this. Why? Because of this, this, this and this. And you keep on going with the five whys. Why, 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 why? And, you know, okay, cool. So what do we have to do to make you into the next emotion, which is where you want to be happy? Oh, you, this, this, this and this. And it's it's having those communications with your friends, with your family, with anybody yeah. and having that open dialogue because we're so, we're so, it's so easy to just have a moment and do whatever, but we just need to explain that to people or, you know, I'm sorry that happened. I shouldn't have done that. You know, that wasn't the right way to react. And I'm, I've been the worst at this over time. You know, my reaction levels or even saying sorry when I should have said sorry. And, you know, as humans, we're not perfect, but we, we learn through every experience that we have, we learn. And life is about learning and it's about surrendering and it's about kind of going, well, that happened in this moment what can I do better next time? Yeah. Because if you're, if you're suffering adversity and I, I dare say that most people have this <laughs> in some sort of capacity, yeah. there's, it's there for a reason. Yeah. You need to, you need to kind of go back and kind of say, okay, cool. So what can I learn from this? What, what's this trying to teach me? What's the experience that's happening here? Um, yeah, and I've just found that yeah. to be very powerful. Very it's that powerful. Spiritual time. curriculum that it's um, that uh, yeah, it's the way that I kind of look at it is it's like we have different people, like say in like a sitcom, where all of a sudden they'll recast a character and just they don't mention the fact that it's a different actor playing it, and you're like, mm-hmm. okay, then I'll like I'll go along with it. It's the exact mm-hmm. same thing that happens in our life where we have a certain person who plays a role in whatever way as a, you know, as a trauma causer or as a teacher or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And then somebody else later in life will come up and they're the exact same person just mm-hmm. dressed in a different body. And it's mm-hmm. like, all right, how am I going to learn from that past situation? And Have you learned your lesson? Yeah. Have yeah. you learned the lesson? Are you going to go down through the same path or are you going to go down another path? Like it's, it's yeah if they do they kind of come up in your face and it's having love and it's taken me I've had a lot of stuff happen in my life and it's taken me a long time to get to a place of saying I'm grateful that that happened I'm grateful for the lessons that I learned in that circumstance I'm grateful that I can now um, connect with people on a deeper level because I've experienced some things that they've experienced or it's it's being grateful for what's happened I know that's really hard I know it's really challenging um and it's 
people will hear that and be very triggered by it. I'm, I know this because if I someone said it to me, yeah. I, I, you know, but it's forgiveness and you, it's forgiving things that have happened in your life and forgiving situations and you don't need to forgive the person necessarily. You don't need to go be besties with them or hang out with them. It's just, you know, get to a stage of going, okay, well, that happened. I don't want to hold on to the anger inside me, so I forgive that person. And, you know, sometimes that can mean energetically forgiving them. You can write them a letter. You can, um, you know, burn it. You can um, whatever circumstances that you need to or you can sit down with that person. You can phone call them. You can text them, whatever's easier, an email, whatever. You, but you don't need to, you need to do what you feel comfortable with at the end of the day. But just don't hold on to stuff for you, you know. Yeah, and a lot of go. the time with those things like the the letter that you never send or that release writing sort of practice, there mm-hmm. it's a transient activity. It's not mm-hmm. you don't do it and then it lingers like a hangover. Sometimes mm-hmm. you know there will be maybe the next day you kind of have to shake out a bit of that residual energy that's sitting there. But mm-hmm. people sometimes I find people are so afraid of inviting that moment in to allow themselves to you know not even face to face just to write it down to express something that's Mm -hmm. frustrating them that they wanted to say be it you know to whoever I I find a lot of the time the the letter that never gets sent is usually directed at parents because it's it's the like the inner child that needs to say something and Mm -hmm. that you it's like you can either carry that with you for the rest of your life and it's Mm -hmm. gonna take up we'll say one percent you know of your energy every single day for the rest of your life or mm-hmm. you can put a hundred percent into it for an hour mm-hmm. and it's not going to be gone forever but all of a sudden that one percent isn't going to arise until the next lesson that comes up for you to challenge that exactly for you. Mm-hmm. and it's going to come yeah. it's going to come it's going to come yeah yeah and you're not going to like it yeah, there's so much of the, uh, the I guess that you know that sort of medicine community and the some of the spiritual community now where it's this idea that you get healed and then it's ticked off the list and it's done and it's like no that's that's no not really the the medicine community is fast tracking. Um, yeah. You know, I've dabbled, so I I mm. you know there's there's not much I won't try. Put it this way, like I try <laughs> everything, um, and you know it's. It's, it's, it's fast tracking things. Like it's, it's a slow burn, you know, you can, you can kind of get to here, uh, but you need to make sure that you have the steps to get back down again. It's exactly what caused my breakdown. Yeah. Yeah. It was putting, I, you know, I processed so many things. I've put myself right up here, but there mm. was no one to help me down that mountain and it all just completely imploded. And mm-hmm. it's that... I, I had that thought of like, well, I'm not fixed yet, so I've got to keep going. I've got to go further. And it's that dangerous cycle that carries on where you just, it's almost like chasing the dragon of some mm. magical place where you're going to be enlightened and nothing's going to change. It's like, no, you, like we're humans. Unless, until you're a guru, you're going to fall in and out of awareness. You're going to keep learning these lessons and you're going to mm. come back into a real world with real people that, uh, mm. you know, they have their lessons to learn as well. And you're a part of that process. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I think just one of those things that where 
and I think this is the beautiful thing with with meditation that it allows you to like you said build that resilience where you don't get beaten down this this process of you know a holistic lifestyle can be very defeating at times where you're like I think I figured it out and then you find out about something else you're like shit yeah, it's okay, a journey yeah there's a layer I always say it's like an onion like yeah. You, it's you are peeling back the layers of an onion that never ends. It's kind of, yeah. you know, you're peeling it back and you're peeling it back and you're peeling it back. But yeah. it's, you know, meditation just really helps us just to become less reactive and kind of just realize that the thoughts are coming up and we're witnessing. You've just got to witness it and go, why am I feeling that? Okay, cool. I'm going to witness it. Yeah. And actually coming back to your, to your heart and coming back to you and saying, is this me or is this my ego or is this a, a habit that I'm that I'm not that I'm not aware of that's happened or yeah it's yeah. a it's a beautiful gift it really is it's a beautiful gift meditation but we all have the answers that we need inside of ourselves so I go to a lot of healers over time I certainly have and you know I think they're incredible to help you to trust your intuition but it's all about us trusting our intuition because we all have the answers that we need within ourselves already we do not need to look outside of ourselves for anything. And it's just getting, you, you need, whatever you need to do to get to that process, you need to do. Everyone's journey is different. It's all packaged in different ways. And, um, yeah, but stillness, like we need to be still, you know, we just need to be still. And it's the hardest thing that we'll all do because our minds are crazy. I had a PR and social media agency for, Um, many years while I was a mum to Axel and I needed to stop. I had five accidents in that year and I needed to stop because I was like, my mom, I'm I'm not, I'm not, I'm just all over the shop and my mind's not still. And it got to a point of going, I'm not present in my relationship. I'm not present with my child. I'm not present um, in my work with my clients. Like it's too much. So um, and even meditation during that time of stillness, like sometimes you need a complete overhaul. Sometimes yeah. as you're developing through, people come in and out of your life. It's like an exchange. But I've gotten very, um, taken a lot of these things personally. You know, I'm on this different journey and I kind of just want everyone to come on the journey with me, but everyone's on their own journey and it's kind of, it's like a wave, you know, people come in, they come out, they come in, they come out, they come in, they come out and it's surrendering to whatever happens, realising that you're not in control of anything. And just FYI, you know, if if there is a reaction somewhere to somebody else, if somebody calls you a nasty name or does something or gossips or whatever, it's never them, it's you. You know, it's something within yourself that you need to work on. It's actually not them. And it takes a long time to get to that process. And, you know, and I might say it now and tomorrow it might be very different. But, you know, it's that process of of realising that it's just us. You know, yeah. we, 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 we as, a, as a being, we need to work yeah. on us. We can't work on other people or change them. If you're not aligned with somebody... If, you know, whether that's friendships, whether that's family, whether that's, you know, put the brakes on for a while. Yes, yes. You yeah. know? It, I mean, it's exactly, it's, it, it, everything goes through the filter of me and everything goes through the, that filter of, yeah, how you perceive the world, you know, your personality or like, you know, it's the Joe Dispenza sort of thing of your personal reality where 
somebody else could look at your life if you filmed, you know, in the future where we can step into somebody else's life and live their whole thing, we'll see. Mm -hmm. Oh, like, I don't know how he came to that conclusion because I came to a completely different conclusion. And the power Mm -hmm. that we have in that is amazing to, to the point where you were talking about the, the pendulum swing earlier. It's exactly what meditation does with meditation is like the more that you meditate, it's kind of something that's just sticking in the middle there, catching as you Mm -hmm. swing Mm -hmm. either way, you know, in whatever it is that you're doing in life and the better, you know, the better you get at being aware and so on, the higher or the stronger that thing is to catch the pendulum as it's swinging so that we don't necessarily go too far one way or too far the other. It's all about awareness and awareness is also known as consciousness, you know, choose, choose whatever word resonates with you. And it's, um, it's becoming aware of, if your surroundings, your being, your, you know, write down your perfect life. What do you want it to look like? Yes. Like if you're, if you, if something happens to you in your funeral, like what are they going to write about you? Is that how you're living your life now? And if it's not, it's, it's time to move. And I think COVID's helping people decipher things like that. There's relationships that are becoming stronger. There's relationships that are ending. There's, um, you know, people are changing jobs. They're like, I don't want to do this anymore. This doesn't light me up. I don't want to be in this corporate world. I want to do this. And, you know, some businesses are thriving. Other ones are not thriving. And it's a really great opportunity that we might never have again of being able to sit in stillness and say, is this what I want? Is this who I want to be? Is this, am I on the right path? And making those adjustments, however that means to you to get there. It's almost forced us into like into a ceremony and into that place of Mm -hmm. facing all of these challenges and adversities that we were maybe, like we sort of said before, hiding from where you had, like, I don't think many people have realized just how much work was an escape for them from Mm -hmm. life or from family or otherwise, you know, even for me as someone who's like I love my family and I want to you know I want to be home as much as possible with them when you're forced into a situation where it's like all right here you are 24 7 with with nothing else you're like well all right well I've I've got what I've won and or I've got what I want and it's it's time for me to really see everything that this actually entails and what Mm. where am I not actually as prepared for it as I thought I was in terms of you know everything from patience or to my creativity with Mm. (laughs) with ideas for the kids to keep them busy especially when you have the parks taken away and and all that sort of thing I know like what like what like board games trampolines, bike rides, you know, the the most positive thing is that I've never seen so many people at parks, not even on playgrounds, playing together, connecting, and that has been beautiful to watch. You know, families going up to a park together, like that wouldn't have happened if COVID hadn't have happened. I know of so many parks in my area that I had no idea about that that I can go to now and exploring your surroundings around you like I would drive all the way to the botanical gardens just to go around there it's like Mm. actually you've probably got four that are you know not to that level but similar around you and that has been really beautiful so COVID has been a drain homeschooling was very challenging it was very 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 challenging I um I say a lot of mantras with um with my the light collective we have a lot of Mm -hmm things that we recite quite a lot. And um, I have Axel has a mantra called Soham, which is I'm that. And, you know, he just, that was one of his mantras that I said during that time. And it was, 
yeah, that, that was, that was a challenge to, um, yeah, I used every tool on my belt during that time, every single tool that I have, because yeah. if we're confused, imagine how confused they are. You know, we've experienced this life. They haven't. And they're the ones that deserve the most praise now out of anyone. 100%. That, you know, they've survived this crazy time and, yeah, it, it's been challenging. And, you know, why can't I see my friends and why can't I go to the park? And, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I just kind of felt like, I've felt like a little bit of a servant during that time. I was just cooking, cleaning, cooking, cleaning, <laughs> homeschool, cooking, cleaning for like six months as we all were. Um, but as I was saying to you earlier, it, it really helped me to learn so much more about him, yeah. about his learning at school. It was a beautiful opportunity to be able to see what they learn at school because as parents, we don't see any of this. Yeah, and the subtleties, like the small little things that when you're, you know, like we have it with the girls in kinder at the moment where the teacher will mention a few things about them or something that they saw them do. And you're like, I've never noticed that. Like, and be, because we get so caught up in, like you're saying, the cooking, the cleaning and having mm. all these things happen, this was such a beautiful opportunity to catch those things and to catch those moments and mm-hmm. to really see the spark, you know, in our children that by no means is you know, that we don't see, but that, that, you know, life can get in the way sometimes. And it mm-hmm. was such a beautiful chance to go like, all right, cool. Let's, let's really dive in today. And let's, let's see how much amazingness there is in, in the girls, the amount of like things of development that like this age for like for the girls, they're nearly five now. It's mm-hmm. like, you, you don't even notice that things have happened. It's like, they've developed mentally and they're physically ready for the Mm -hmm. thing but it hasn't been put in front of them and the second that it comes up you're like holy crap you've like these pictures that you're drawing Mm -hmm. with this different situation that we've got now Mm -hmm. have gone from here to here not that it's a drawing competition but Mm -hmm. like the development in what they're seeing and how they can express those things Mm -hmm. it was like the most profound thing for me and even like ever since they were born I was like these girls are my little gurus same mm. like Marley for me, like to as we were working to to have him in the first place. Then while we were pregnant, I like very much connected with him on a spiritual level. Before it all, I was calling him in, mm-hmm. and then I was talking to him when I go gorgeous. to the ocean. And mm. the like the lessons I got at that time were amazing. the The lessons I'm getting now are so much more profound. And when you're open to that, when you let yourself, mm-hmm. you know, experience those things with them and be taught by them. It's like, okay, as much as I'm here to teach you right now, you show me. No, you Axel is by far my greatest teacher. Absolutely. And, yeah. you know, I'm not a patient person. He has taught me patience. I'm not very, um, you know, he needs boundaries and structure and I'm the complete opposite. And during this, during lockdown, that's what I learned. I was like, okay, he needs gold stars and he needs he needs, you know, he needs charts and he needs this. And I'm like, I'm so not like that. But I had to, I had to, you know, that's who he is. And as parents, we need to embrace who our parent, our children are. Our kids just want to be seen, heard and valued. And we are so, as parents, and we all make these mistakes at times, 
we're so caught up in the rat race of doing that sometimes we just need to be with them. When I put my phone away and it's not near us, and I've done that a lot lately, our connection level is so much better. When he's on no technology, when I take away iPads, phones, you know, even TV, like watching TV together, watching a movie together is fine. But when we have that disconnect, if I'm disconnected to him, he becomes disconnected from me and things just don't flow. You know, kids just want to to be seen by you. And you might be like, yeah, 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 I'm doing this thinking about something else. They know. Oh, they know. Oh, they know. They know exactly when you are not right there. You know, Daddy, you're not listening to me. You're not listening. What are you doing, Dad? Come on. And, you know, and that was a, that, that's been a beautiful gift too. Of I, I've always thought I'm quite a present mama and I needed to be more present to him. You know, he's going through a lot. We've sold our house. We're, we're moving. We're, you know, with COVID, he's like, mummy, the bushfires, like what's going on and, you know, the separation and there's so much happening in his little mind and it's holding space for him through his tantrums to be like, I'm here for you when you need me. Yeah. When you need me, I'm here. So if you need to chuck a tantrum or you need to do that, that's okay because it's, it's okay to do that. And rather than saying, stop crying, which I I think is the most awful thing that we can say to a child, stop crying. Why should they stop crying? They're, they're sad. They're, they're feeling. Why as human beings have we stopped feeling? Feeling is okay. Even with my separation, it was kind of, oh, well, it's been six months. You should be over it. Not that anyone said this, but it was kind of that, you know, that, um, that undertone of, well, you should be over it by now. And I'm like, well, well no, I, I shouldn't. No, I'm not on your time schedule. I'm, I'm yeah. you know, I've got other things to process. And it's the same with our kids. Like, it's just we need to feel again. Like, feel. <laughs> What's wrong with feeling? Yeah. 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 It's, it's it, especially now as, you know, speaking as Melburnians coming out of the, the strict lockdown that we've had, it's like, all right, as much as we've felt, you know, through these last nine, ten months of everything that's gone on, you know, including the bushfires, you know, even prior to COVID mm. happening, that it's like, all right, now not only is it sort of time for integrating the lessons that we've learned, but it's time to be very kind and gentle with ourselves as we start to bridge back into the normal world, as we start to bridge back into not even the normal world, but what that's what things look like now, you know, there's, I forget the saying now, um, a man never walks the same river because he's not the same man and it's not the same river. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's that exact thing that like, we've all grown and we've all been challenged and we've all got battle scars from this time. Mm -hmm. Now it's the chance to, you know, integrate those good things that we learned, realize like, holy crap, those, you know, those walks that we took as a family every single Mm -hmm. day or every second day or whatever it was, that was amazing for us. Let's not make that a, a lockdown COVID thing. Let's make that mm. a normal thing. How mm. many people probably didn't even actually get out of the house for an hour a day. And then the fact that they got told that's all that you have, they finally actually made the point to get outside for that hour. Mm. You know, it's like starting to actually bring those things in and to just keep that process going that it's, there's not, you know, this isn't a timestamp of, oh, it's over, cool, we can tick that off the list, you know, 
it's all done. There's no trauma from COVID. There's nothing. Like well, I think people are making the mistake of thinking that things are going to go back to normal. Okay, lockdown's over. Things. This is where the real work starts. You know, people's mental health right now, which is it's just where I'm focusing. This is where the tough comes in. You know, this is where everyone's going to sell their houses. They, you know, we're already going through a recession. This is where the tough work starts. It's not just, oh, great, everything's back open, let's go back to normal. People don't want the rat race anymore. They don't want to be as busy as they were. I put up a post on social media today and I said exactly that. You know, what are you fearful to go back into the normal world? You know, another word would be anxious. Are you anxious to go back to how it was? Or are you excited? And the majority of people, I think it was 76%, said that they were quite anxious and fearful. You know, you get used to being inside and you get used to kind of having this as in your environment and now you've got that level of social anxiety that it's kind of, I don't know if I want to go back into that or I don't know if I can. It's kind of, how do I speak to people again? (laughs) It's It's relearning everything again. It's working out whether you want to. You know, um, I think I read there was 20,000 Victorians that had left Melbourne or left Victoria Mm. before the, before the second lockdown. And I think that is like, I don't even know what that number is at now, but I would say something like 50,000. I mean, this is me, you know, easy that people are just leaving. They're like, no, I'm out. I'm done. I'm sorry. I can't, I can't do this. Mm. And yeah, it's, there's a lot of changes happening for everyone in different ways and it's beautiful and it's scary and it's, it's just, it's surrender. The best thing I can say to anybody is surrender. You're not, this is a journey. (laughs) Surrender. (laughs) I know that as a part of your work and what you're putting out there, especially for, you know, the mental health side of things, you're bringing your happy souls sort of, you know, you've already done some of it and really, pushing it now what's to come with all of that for you so about two years ago I launched it and I loved interviewing people hearing their stories hearing their journeys hearing how they've gone through adversity to get through the other side and um it wasn't the right time for me then I needed to go do my own levels of healing um with with certain elements and it it's the right time for me now like I am put on this earth to kind of Um, bridge the gap between the Western and kind of spiritual world, I guess you could say, in the sense that, you know, things that people hadn't have really thought of before, like kinesiology and Reiki and healers. And um, tomorrow I'm getting energy healing. I don't know if you've seen Goop, but on there there's this bodywork energy healing. Yep, Reiki master myself, so. (laughs) Reiki master, exactly. So, you know, there's a lot of people out there and I've got a very mainstream Uh, network of people and it's kind of have you tried this you know Mm. maybe this might work for you maybe this might work for you and the interviews that I've done over time I've been um, really engorged in them in the last couple of months is when I had time during during homeschooling I wish I could have done this earlier for people but unfortunately it wasn't the right time for me Mm. Um, it's there are so many nuggets of wisdom that can help people that they mightn't have just thought of. And I don't want them just coming from me. I want them coming from experts in their field and healers and, you know, people that have experienced what people are going through right now. You know, there might be little tips and tricks that people can give them. Like, you know, it's not just about journaling or healing or whatever. It's about having that 
that short little clip that you can go to and go, okay, cool. I'm not feeling great right now. What can I do in that moment? You know, I'm getting caught up in my head. How can I get out of my head? And my thing is count back from five, go five, four, three, two, one. And generally you'll, you'll forget the story that was in your mind. And it's just helping people with the processes. And I'm not perfect. I have many faults of my own, um, you know, but I do strive for that every day. You know, I do strive to get better or to grow in any sense. And I have so much knowledge inside of me that I haven't got out yet. And I need to get that out to be able to fill up my cup with more, to be able to learn and teach people. Like I get so excited when people have a moment and they have a breakthrough and I'm just like, yes, that's amazing. I'm so proud of you for, to recognizing that. Like it's, it's, it's such a moment because we all get caught up in the stories that we make in our mind. And, and, you know, and I certainly do. I'm, I've been, yeah. you know, one of the best at that is creating <laughs> and a question I always ask people while interviewing them because it's something I really want to know is what's the difference between ego into intuition? How do you know what's your ego? And Tom, you can answer this for me. Like, how do you know what's your, what's your ego and what's your intuition? The thing that I have it as is kind of like my, my phrase, I guess, is that the the ego recreates, intuition creates. I love so the that. Ego is always going to oh, be. I love a, that. It's going to be a repetition of of the past or a yeah. rekindling of that. Whereas intuition, or like I like to use the concept of like the higher self, where kind of that Jungian. Mm-hmm. It's if you imagined you as like the video game character that's been had all the cheat codes put on it. That's mm-hmm. the the guiding light, and it's not that you're going to become that but that's the guiding anchor for you and that they're going to have creative ways of being or doing things that you can't even think of yet. And it's, Mm. you know, it's all those Joe Dispenza types of things where you imagine yourself in that place and you, yeah, you'll intuitively have, I know what the next thing is. I know the answer. Mm. And I think that's kind of the bridge where, uh, like especially with things like Reiki and or any kind of healing is that generally those things take us out of the trauma or out of the where we're really stuck in that ego space and can help bring us back Mm. to neutral and then it's the different practices from there that open up the intuition that open up us stepping into our higher self and it's Mm. you know it's sort of meditation focusing on your breath brings you to zero but then it's the manifestation that is taking it into the plus one focusing on, you know, where am I going to take my life mm-hmm. from here? And, you know, am I going to just repeat the same stuff again? Like, have mm-hmm. I forgive myself for being a certain way, but I'm just going to keep repeating it or mm-hmm. have I forgiven myself? And am I going to consciously think and create now the kind of life that I want, which generally, mm-hmm. you know, when you go to that, it comes from a place in the heart. It's like, yeah, I don't want to be exactly. An I it's want to like have joy and love. Yeah, and be of service to the world. Like the more you become aware and self-aware, the more you want to be of service to other people. And that's when you know when you want to be of service, that's when you know that you're on a path. Like that's when you know you're on the right path is to, you know, we're all here to be of service in some capacity, whatever that means. Yeah, what um, I, I think intuition and ego, it's also – you know, the ego is quite loud in your mind, you know, it's quite, whereas intuition is quite soft. It's those messages that come into you. And um, I think that's a really great analogy that you just said. It's, it's, it's a good one. It's a really good one. <laughs> I do like yeah. that. That's, what, that's my favorite thing is creating cool little whips or quips to. I love to that. It's, it's the best way to, you know, 
have somebody remember something. It's, you know, it's the using memory as that way of if you create mm. something, it's like the, uh, what's it called? The memory palace that, you know, creating <laughs> a very visual memory of something is where you can store these things where they actually stay with you. And, uh, you know, I've just talked with uh, Tommy Kendi. I know you've, you know. I love Tommy. And, stuff. Love and, him. and he's exactly like you're saying, he's one of those people who brings the eastern world and intuition and all these things but mm. he talks like an aussie bloke he you know he can translate those things in a way that doesn't trigger people to just shut off and be like, whatever <laughs> he's yeah. he's a no bullshit kind of no no <laughs> bullshit he's just like straight in sometimes if i want to know yeah if you don't want to know something don't go to tommy because he's going to tell you you know he's <laughs> he's so brilliant at just kind of saying to you well no this is this is how it is just get over it just move forward and you're like yeah okay cool that sounds great but that's a little bit more challenging and he's like it's actually not like just move yeah. forward he was one of my favorite interviews actually he's like no just do it you're like oh, yeah um what? but but and he's like there is no but just do it you're like oh, okay cool yeah he's, he's brilliant <laughs> Yeah, he's my, he's one of my definite favorite yoga teachers. I go to him at yoga eight and um, yes. haven't been able to for six months, but yeah, he's brilliant. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Now I'm yeah. mindful of your time. I don't want to keep you too long. So if people want to find you, if they want to check out happy souls, what's the best way to get in contact and to find you? So I just re I'm just relaunching my website. So it's happy souls by Jacintha. So it's T H on the end. It's like Samantha and Jacinta put together. It's like, it's very confusing for people. So it's Jacintha. Um, otherwise Instagram is Jacintha field, J A C I N T H A F I E L D. And then I also have a happy souls by Jacintha page, which is going to be the, the nuggets of wisdom from all of the teachings that I've learned from my teachers, whether they come from me, whether they come from other people and there's going to be plenty more interviews especially now that we can interview people um there's going to be plenty more interviews we just need to get what we've got out and then um yeah yeah i'm i'm always learning and evolving and growing and so if there's anyone that you come across please send them to me because yeah people do have a lot to uh, there's just different avenues which i'm sure you know tom but you know, that people haven't considered before there's avenues that maybe that's what might work for you maybe it's not so um just give it a go. What do you got to lose? Yeah. Like, what yeah, do you have exactly. to lose? So that's my whole point. Like, if it might help you even 5%, do it. Just give it a crack. Exactly. Yeah. If it doesn't help you, you'll have it for the person that needs it and you'll have that answer. Exactly. Like, this didn't work for me, but this would be perfect. Yeah, exactly. It's almost better, I find, that time, like, all those times where it's like, yeah, you have something like, didn't work for me, this sucks, but someone else you see and you're like, Hey, I got an idea. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. Everything. And it's like, that's why that came into my life. It was... Exactly. And it's exactly, it's not always about you and your journey. Like even motherhood or fatherhood, it's about your kids. You can just forget about your stuff for a little while. Like it's about your children. Like they are the most important beings. And for us to show up as the best parents that we can, we need to do work on ourselves so we can be the best parents to them. So we can start a new generation of, of beautiful souls. You know, as generations are coming through they're they're so much more aware than we were. That's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) If there's ever been a time where things are going to change, it's, it's now. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you so much for your time tonight and for joining me and sharing oh, your wisdom it's been such an awesome 
over an hour, we've like flown. Oh, I'm sorry. Once I get them started, I just <laughs> don't stop. I'm like, yep, 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 yep. My friends call it, me a donkey. I'm like the donkey from Ship. Like, la, 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 la. So. <laughs> no, honestly, it's, it's been so much fun. It's great. We'll have to bring it back and, and run it through again. So Anytime. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thank you so much for checking out the show today. I really appreciate it and I hope that you got some beautiful nuggets of wisdom out of the conversation as I personally did. Every single week we're going to be coming to you with more of these amazing conversations so be sure to follow, subscribe in whatever way that your platform for listening to podcasts allows you to so that every Thursday when our new episode drops you've got it right there ready to go. If you want to connect with me or any of the guests that we have on just check out the show notes and we'll have all the links there to connect in if you're ready to step into thriving and get out of any sort of survival space that you may be in. Until next time, enjoy, keep thriving, and I will catch you next week. Chica, chica.